I rocked up at soccer training on Tuesday. Just telling Vanessa, this guy gets out of his fucking branded, very expensive ute and goes, he's, he's on his phone. He's got his phone on speaker held out. Oh, the people who shout into it like it's like a, holding it like a pack of fucking playing cards. It's going, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, people. mate. I fucking took the kids away on a holiday and all they did was fucking TikTok and fucking I don't know what it fucking else was, but I fucking kicked them up the ass and said, I didn't bring you all this way to fucking sit here on TikTok. <laughs> it was the most Oh it was the most Logan thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god. And this went on for about fifteen minutes. I had a, I had a kid soccer trading with like a hundred kids around f-bomb after f-bomb after f-bomb screamed into the phone about tiktok he really had it in for tiktok man you don't know yet what that will do to your children but they will end up with their phones glued to their noses because it is purest crack cocaine for kids mm. you you and and it will it's a bit like you know the first rush. You know when, when you get someone hooked on cocaine, the first rush is the is the biggest. They're going. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, this will happen to them, and they'll have oh, to, yeah, they'll no, have to no, figure no. out. Yeah. Whereas mine have, have kind of eked onto it, and they're just as fucking hooked as you know Keith Richards in uh, in 1971. <laughs> you know they're strung out in a fucking farmhouse trying to record Exile on Main Street while you know desperately looking for that brown and probably also some heroin. <laughs> Music podcast. Yeah, that was that was beautifully done. Yeah, that's we could we could just cut that and, and people have no idea what we're talking about, but it'll be completely in context. Um, I tell you what, some heroin might have helped some of the some of these bands this week. What on earth? I had a nice time. Why don't you tell okay. me why you didn't have a nice time? Well, let, let's start with the trip hop since it is my it is the my. It, you are determined to call it trip hop. Uh, okay, well, what would you call it then? I mean, definitely it's- not. It's not trip hop. It passes. It fails the first trip off test, which is, I would I wouldn't want to fuck to it. So, well, unless it comes from Bristol between 1988 and 1995, it, you can't call it trip hop. You have to call it sparkling downbeat electronica. Yeah, um, but I still wouldn't. I still wouldn't want to have sex to it. So you don't get to have sex with anything <laughs> ever because you're old. Um, it, it's the lines to blue lines are still pretty clear though. You can see. You can feel the. Inspiration. You can feel the 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 vibes of that. Um, this this album has strong time warp feels. It feels extremely mid nineties electronic Australasian electronica, which was heavily influenced by that early nineties uh, trip hop stuff. Um, and Fiona McDonald still sounds like Fiona McDonald. She, um, she sounds she sounds really good. It, it wasn't it wasn't her yeah. vocal that I. Well, she sounds better than the other Fiona McDonald, the one from Hey Hey It's Saturday. <laughs> That's true. And it would have been a real problem if they'd mixed them up. I mean, <laughs> just send, imagine send Dean the, fucking Daryl Summers offside from Hey Hey. People are dumb where I come from. Um, Ask your parents, kids. You know, it was a, it was a bad time. Or, or YouTube it and don't, be don't, prepared. Don't YouTube it. You'll probably see something really upsetting, like someone in blackface or just something really grim that you don't want to see. It was the beats I had problems with. I just thought they were pretty pretty generic not much feel to them like so That's because uh, uh, they haven't changed since 1994 no no i disagree <laughs> like so we, we got back into the car we listened to this on the way to training this week and then got back into the car and i put um youtube music through up a best of bristol 
you know, sticking to your theory that it should come from Bristol. Um, it's not my theory. It's it's established principle. It's it's like a it's like a fucking champagne dock thing. It's like yeah. if it doesn't come from this region in this time, it's not. It, you can't call it that. You got to call it something else. So so we're we're listening to songs and Curtis goes, oh, this song really makes me feel creepy. Oh, this song really really makes me calm and sleepy. Like he was describing emotions to all of the songs, and th- that's what I think really good trip hop has is mood. And I just don't know that this had any mood to it at all it was pretty one note other than her vocal like her, her vocal was doing a lot of the heavy lifting and the and the beats weren't helping out i but, think you're marking it on a scale it can't actually compete with because you're talking about possible, you're possibly it against a greatest hits compilation <laughs> from the, the headquarters of trip hop it's not that it's just a fucking downbeat electronica album and it's Perfectly yeah, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean it. No, no, it's it's not too much to ask for it to be a little bit better than this. You've been asking everything to be trip hop, <laughs> and nothing has been. Has that not told you that you're not I'd, getting it back? Just give me some better beats. It's not it can't be going that hard. to be. Well, you, you just want those fucking break beats. It can't be that hard to write fucking trip hop. You do I, it. You I, do it. I, I think part of the problem is that you. sampling is a lot harder. And, and you know some of the stuff, some I of the components. I don't feel like that, that. That was heavily sample based, though. But it would, yeah, but you're right. It wasn't. It wasn't super sample based. That's right. It was more. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's the gear. It was the odd little little bit, but it wasn't like you needed that. It wasn't like the sample was what built it. You think of fucking Glory Box. You know, it's tracks off that Portishead album, and it's mm. like there, there were samples there. There were you know, loops and, you know, vinyl rips, but it wasn't like that was the reason it worked. It worked because it was the way it was constructed. This felt Ma- a maybe, lot like... Maybe the gear's too clean, like, and not, not the gear that we were talking about at the start of this episode, but the, the actual recording gear. But this is what this is what Straw People sounded like in 1994. Yeah. I, I, I did go back and I listened to some older stuff and I, I did feel like it had a little bit more, a little bit more heart to it, the earlier stuff, than this. This this sounded a well, bit washed out compared well, to the uh, earlier as stuff. Well, as we as we discovered when we listened to Blur's latest effort, <laughs> every band from the nineties is now a fucking sad, hollow, fucking cardboard cutout of what they used to be. Um, whether time has hollowed them out or whether they just got that way anyway, well, all their ideas were squeezed out back in the day. I was impressed by how close they got to what they used to sound like, and maybe it was just in that in, by comparison to Blur. I don't know that's a ridiculous comparison to make because we're not comparing apples with apples, but I actually thought this was fine. I enjoyed this. Yeah, I'm probably a harder marker, but fine's an adequate description of it. Well, fine can also be passive-aggressive for shit, so... (laughs) Fine. (laughs) Right. Where are we going next? Okay, let's talk about first track syndrome because Duran Jones... (laughs) Needs an editor. <laughs> I say, well, Duran Jones on the first track, you thought, oh, Bezos picked an album of of fucking Spoken love songs word. and dedications <laughs> off one of those really mediocre fucking um, easy listening FM stations, and then the album blossomed into something that that yeah. and it wasn't that, and it had and and was actually good, I think. Yeah, I just think if he hadn't led with that track. And it's not for me. It's not a deal breaker because I thought it, I thought he took a really he took an interesting journey. And I mean, 
I, I recall liking Private Space, the last album that he did with the band, The Indications, of which he's a member, but he's not the um, he's not the only songwriter and, and contributor. This is clearly his his project. Yeah, it's it, the flowering of his ambition, and he's he's, he's lent a lot more on southern spiritual and soul and um, Mississippi Delta and all kinds of interesting bits and pieces and spoken word stories about where his family comes from and all that kind of stuff. The general tone is it's it's nice. Just like the shirt he wears on the cover. It's very nice. It's a nice shade. It's a nice cut. <laughs> but too much deep V. Not sure what's going on with the sugar cane, but we talked about that last week. Was it sugar cane or flax? Did we do, did we land on it? No, it, it was sugar, sugar cane because in the in the spoken word thing, he talks about you know where his where his family comes from, and it's a it's this little town in Louisiana cane. in the Delta where uh, it was formed by freed slaves, and they grow sh- the sugar cane waving in the breeze, and I, you know it kind of makes you think it's a bit like North Queensland kind of thing. Um, and that, his, his, his grandma said it was the place she most wanted to live. And that's where he, that's where his family are from. Um, yeah, the, the whole tone was nice. You know, it was it was soul and R and B and gospel and all that sort of stuff. It was entirely pleasant. It's not going to, and I don't I don't want to dent with fate praise by saying it's not going to be my album of the year. But you know, I I didn't regret my time with this album. I enjoyed it a lot more this afternoon when I started smoking you know, weed. Yeah, a lot further into the album than track one. It's like I'll start here. And it's just like, yeah, he's he's the, the music's cool. Like, yeah. um, oh, but I just I just sort of waved off the love songs and dedications yeah. kind of thing. You know, it's kind of it was a little bit. It, it was an, an odd choice to begin with, but it's you know he gives you the full fucking gamut of what he's into, and that's from stuff that borders on funk to stuff that borders on extremely mawkish, tedious yeah. love songs to church choir spirituals. Uh, which is what the the title track is more like. Lord have mercy. This is probably my favourite track on the album, which uh, which is a little bit more upbeat. But um, he almost needs Dan Orbach to come and co-write some songs with him. I think just needs yeah. a little bit more, a little bit more of that grunt, a little bit more of that back end. Not necessarily Dan, but do you know what I mean? Like it needs a little bit more d- a dirtiness to. But I kind to... of feel like that's what a solo album exists in the context of. This is the stuff I do separately. Because I think yeah. about the, the solo album that the lead guy from Tiger Cub did a couple of years ago that was really fucking weird. It was clearly all the ideas that Tiger Cub wouldn't let him do. Yeah. And maybe this is this is kind of him exploring all the ideas that he didn't think would fly in the room with the rest of the indications. Yeah. Um, well, so that, or, that's or always you, the risk with a, with a solo album. <laughs> or you get Patton, who has like... Nine different personalities, and he just forms creates a band solo to, bands. <laughs> that's right. Forms a band to get to get every type of music out that's in mm. his brain. What was that? Uh, what was that act that he had a few years ago that we did a really good album? Tomahawk. Tomahawk. Yeah. I haven't heard anything more from them, but then again, we haven't no, he, heard anything from them in years. Yeah, he seems to do something, and you know, it's like a toy. You get sick of it, and you know, yeah, they, they only sort of get activated every like five to seven years. Yeah. It's like a, you know, it, it, they're like the Avengers. They have to walk, like Voltron, they all have to get together. Yeah. All right. Bilk. I think this is the album of the week, just quietly. Good um, Lord, man. What happened to you? <laughs> you got Saturday. a soul album and a, and a downbeat electronica album, and you've picked the fucking, the pop punk, snotty fucking South of England rat bags who did a really good pop punk album I mean there's there's not a lot on this album that doesn't work in the context of the genre 
Uh, well, what happened to you? Half- You're not loyal to your genre anyway. I got halfway through this and I'm like, this is like if you gave Pulp three vodka and Red Bulls really, really quickly and yeah. they just it brightened yeah. up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Cheer up, Jarvis, you can. It's not that bad. Yeah. It's going to yeah, be all right. right. Play a bit far. Play a bit Jarvis faster. Jarvis was really old when, when Pulp, when, yeah. when I say really old, he's probably in his mid-30s, when Pulp got big. So he was already ancient and cynical by the time yeah. Pulp got was, was, was in the 90s. Jarvis must be in his 60s by now, imagine. Um, but if you found Jarvis in his 20s, maybe this would be his vibe. Yeah. Um, but it, it actually reminded me a little bit of, and, and some of their previous their stuff previous to this, their singles, reminded me a little bit of the observational shit that very early Arctic Monkeys had. Yeah, really absolutely. strong ability to capture shit that happens around them. Now, obviously, Arctic Monkeys have gone in a very different direction since then and become more of a, of a crooner lounge act, really, is what is what Alex Turner has turned them into, which you know makes them happy, I suppose. But these guys, I, I do like a band that, that has a really keen eye for observing the world around them and, and sort of capturing that. And, you know, they also have riffs and they can write good songs, you know. They've got yeah, I was going to say, it, it, but it's backed up by a really... Yeah. A really strong, melodic, pop-punk musicality. Like, yeah. this is really good. Yes. Um, I, I think that that's where it would fall. Like, his vocal and that, that observational stuff, if he didn't have that band backing him up, um, it would probably get tired pretty quickly. But because the music is so enjoyable... Um, it's supposed to be like the Idols or fucking Sleaford Mods. Although Sleaford yeah. Mods is deliberately weird. You know, it'd be more like, you know, sort of... Who was that band we did a few years ago? I actually quite like Mush. I think they were called. Mush. Um, or even that, what's the, what's it? What's the mob from Adelaide that have the really Aussie version of this? Oh um, yeah, um, fucking yeah. We did their album this year, Bad Dreams. Yeah, Bad Dreams. You know, it's just the same sort of thing. It's like, uh, and there's actually a few of them. I mean, um, uh, West Thurbiton also do a bit yeah. of that sort of stuff. But, but yeah, Bad Dreams are much more. We're doing social commentary. We, we would like to be remembered in the same breath as uh, in order all kind of thing. Yeah, and, and it works the best when the music is kick-ass, yeah. I think. But, th- but this is much more in the space of Ar- early Arctic Monkeys singing about, you know, getting thrown out of bars and, and fucking not getting let into, getting into pubs because the bouncers are cunt kind of stuff. Yeah, very British. In yes, words. very, very kind of ratbag outer London suburb kind of British, kind of, you mm. know. Very Luton, Watford kind of. It, it, it's not. It's not a fashionable areas of London. So, have we ever had a week where we've been like we could just go? This is what the the, the two albums are going to be more than this week. <laughs> Tell us what the albums are going to be for this week, Boozer. Well, the hives and jungle, isn't it? It's going to be the hives. I'll put my hand up for the hives because I yeah. am fucking looking forward to this because all the tracks, most of the tracks have come out as singles in some way or shape or form. And it reminds me of the last truly great end to end hives album, which was fucking, might have been 20 years ago. It was Vinny Vidi Vici, which I think we did as a, uh, Vinny Vidi Vicious, sorry. I think they've done, some really cool stuff. One interesting touch. This is um, the album's called "The Death of Randy Fitzsimmons," and that's kind of an uh, inside joke because they always attributed the writing credit on all of their music to Randy Fitzsimmons, who was this you know got this supposed Svengali band manager guy in the background. I mean, if you dig really deep, you find out that Randy Fitzsimmons is a, a pen name for a Peleumquist brother. Uh, Nicholas, who's the guitarist on, in the band, so he wrote, he wrote all the songs. 
for this album, everybody on the band is credited as, as a songwriter. And it's like they've stored up all their great ideas from the last 10 years and they just said, let's fucking go. Let's, let's write all the bangers we can do. So if I come back next week and I'm disappointed as fuck, you know why. Because it wasn't quite as brilliant as I was hoping it to be. But I am I'm buzzing for this. I really am looking forward to it. Well, on the flip side, I've never liked a Jungle album on first listen. I don't know what it is. I just I listened to it the first time and I'm like, but, oh, this is a bit disappointing. they all kind of work. I mean, I would have thought Jungle generally make mostly approachable disco. Yeah, it's very it's very similar stuff. I think the thing is they they have quite a few layers in their music and I think it it takes me a little time to, to get peel past. back the onion. Yeah. Yeah, to, to sort of just go, "Oh, well this is just you're just redoing this song again." And then once you get into the nuances a little bit, you're like, "Oh, actually that's that's a little bit different and this is what I like and I like this little riff and I like this little flourish here." And yeah. and that there are um, There are no bad jungle albums. You know, they they're just jungle as a band, not as a genre. A genre. Yeah. Because ironically jungle aren't a jungle band. No, they they're like a modern disco soul album, yeah. I guess. They are touring Australia in May next year. Uh, I will be going. That's what you think. And I will be having a very good time. Well, that's also what you think. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think that will be a, a fucking awesome live show because I've seen some of the live stuff they do on YouTube and they, they properly spend their album money on a very large band to try and recreate what they you know, do in a bedroom on computers, so... Which is a, a well, little bit... Well, you know, if I'd, not all of us can get a whole lot of people in to recapture what we do in a bedroom on computers, and that's probably just as well. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, okay. Sure. Um, are we going to go full Joker this week? Are we, are we going to really lean into it and pick Liam Gallagher? No. Absolutely no. not. <laughs> what, what would you suggest then? God damn it. I was hoping this album was out by now, but it does not appear to be. Oh, that's penis. I was hoping there was a, um, a compilation that was meant to come out from Easy Eye, which is uh, your man Dan Albach's. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were telling yeah. me about this. Not out yet. Now, at this stage, it's, it's only a playlist. Rather than it's an album, so I think ah, they've okay. changed their plan. So it's only four. It's currently only five tracks. Five tracks it might be something um, to check in on later in the year. Or the album hasn't actually come out yet. Yeah, it's it's only out as a single. Here we go. What is it? Standard wait final. Let me, let me have a. Let me do some live fucking live fucking market research. There was there was a. You could tell Rosillo was in full full summer. I don't give a fuck, mate. He had some NFL dude on. This week, and he was looking something up, and <laughs> I just let him look up spreadsheets for like a minute and a half. Didn't try and fill. <laughs> All you could hear was, hmm, tap, 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 tap. Oh, yeah, no, no, that's right. Tap, 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 tap. <laughs> I was just like fully lean into it, man. Like if, and not editing it out is just gold. Like that's, that's almost a bit, um, because, yes, some of the summer bo- basketball podcasts have gotten pretty lean yeah. for content. It is annoying because it is out as a uh, release date, 11th of August 23. So uh, uh, it's annoying. 
Because description, the blues is a river with tributaries that flow into virtually every channel of American music. Dan Auerbach's Nashville-based label, Easy O Sound, Billboard's Blues Label of the Year in 2022, is charting a new course in 21st century Duke Joint Blues. The label's new anthology, Tell Everybody! Exclamation mark, is a bracing compilation produced by Auerbach. Uh, winner of the Grammy Award as 2013 Producer of the Year Non-Classical. Jesus, fucking uh, wittering all music, and yada, yada, yada. We'll, we'll wait till it comes out and we'll pick it as a as a joker then. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it, is the Jungle album out? This might all drop This might all drop tomorrow, Northern Hemisphere. Uh, but normally it, it, uh, it doesn't yeah, no, matter that much. Yeah. I know the Hives album's out. There's a whole heap of them out today. Anyway, there's that. The new Jungle album is called Volcano. Fuck, we did Forever and Loving in Stereo. They certainly love a consistent look to their albums. Yeah. And even, like, they've had the same dance crew that do all their film clips. Like, their film clips have always had, you know, this highly choreographed sort of almost contemporary dance feel to them. And it's like, well, you're employing a dance troupe of 30. Why not keep, you know, keep rolling it? But... That um, will, I mean, we know that will work. What else could we do as a Joker album? Um, Third Secret are back with another album. That was that band that's the, just the kind of the combination of the leftover dudes from Nirvana and the leftover dudes from Soundgarden. Yeah, the that wasn't we had too with bad. It last, well, the problem we had with it last year was that there were too many songs that were actually just the lead singer and Chris Novoselic trying to, trying to make a, a copy of Led Zeppelin Three. But I did actually look at the credits on this album, and there's a lot more jointly credited stuff. So I suspect there's a lot less of them trying to be Led Zeppelin three, with the two of them just by themselves, and a lot more of the. There were like one or two tracks where they were all together, and it was an ensemble effort, and it sounded much better. Let's give that a go. So that, I'm a little bit more confident that'll work. So let's go for um, Third Secrets. Um, I think it's literally called Third Secret again. The, the Oasis disrespect on this podcast is next level. Why would we want to listen to Liam Gallagher? People who go and watch Liam Gallagher play live don't want to listen to Liam Gallagher. They want to hear him do Oasis covers, and that's the reason half his set is Oasis song. Uh, uh, Ian Gallagher can't write. That's why Noel wrote all the songs, even though he's a cunt. We know this. Uh, It'll be like, you know, queuing up to hear Andrew Ridgely's music. We know George Michael wrote all the songs. Uh, all right. That sounds good. Let's do that. Well, we're committed to it now. And next week will be uh, the last episode I record in New Zealand before we pop over and say good day the week after. So that should be fun. Excellent. Yes, the, the boys... Uh Boys were asking last week. They're like, "Has Doctor Yob ever been here?" And I'm like, "I've got a photo of you sitting on his yeah. <laughs> on his lap on the deck having a beer, mate. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's been here." And they're like, "Oh, we can't remember that." I'm like, yeah, because you're pretty fucking small. Um, they are a lot taller and skinnier now. That's for sure. Yeah, it's weird how teenagers are like that. They just yeah, yeah. They, they seem to. It must be Sprout. the soil. It's that volcanic soil, you know. They get it. They just sprout straight well, up. Well, they, they've got the opposite of the handstands. They hang off the monkey bars out the back that I've got. So oh, rather than I see your problem. They're, they're you're stretching. compressing and they're elevating. This is this is not a good strategy for you unless you really want people to get things off the top shelf for you. Yeah. All right, Doc. Thank you for being patient with my uh, technical setup with don't, the new don't, set. Don't tell people I was patient. That ruins my fucking vibe. People think I'm a cunt. It's the whole bit. 
Um, Jesus Christ. I'll catch you next week. Cheers. See ya. Yeah.